I like to connect with people. I like to understand, you know, what makes them tick and how I can help them. And so we decided that we were going to be the only um, new rental home company in America that was also going to offer preventative health and wellness options to our residents. And with that in mind, we created an app, which is called Arc Living. Uh, and if you're an Arc Homes for Rent uh, resident, you get the Arc Living app and it'll give you things in six functional areas of health and wellness. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Our guest today, Jordan Cavana. Man, he has grown and scaled, and we are going to dive into how he has done just that over two shows. Uh, he he developed one of the first single-family home rent platforms. Man, and it is, it's uh, <laughs> it's not like your typical buying one single-family home here, one after, one after, one after. Uh, you know, it's it's a very different method, and man, to scale something like that. But he is the CEO of Arc Homes for Rent. Uh, and he's done numerous things in many successful businesses. One of our homes for an investment platform, he founded in 2021. He's been doing this since 2008. Uh, joint venture between TIM and longtime uh, multifamily owner, uh, operator, uh, Electra America, uh, focuses on built to rent homes and single family homes for rent, uh, included preventive, and he, he includes this a preventative health platform called Arc Living to all his tenants. He's going to share about that, but just in a way that he, man, he thought outside of the box, right, for his tenants and, man, the value that he is creating for them. Um, he's got degrees and after degree from Harvard and in different places, man, uh, just a guy who has dove in and, uh, man, he is now making, um, uh, just scaling and making a, 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 such a successful business. You're going to hear some challenges, though. You're also going to get to hear, man, the focus, right, uh, of uh, even where he wishes he had focused maybe, but where he says, man, you need to focus on these things to grow and scale a business. And we're going to dive into each of those things today. Jordan, welcome to the show. I've been reading about you and honored to meet you and have you on. You are uh, definitely an expert in growing, scaling businesses. You've done this in numerous uh, aspects, our ways, and especially in you know different real estate businesses. And so I'm looking forward to diving in. Uh, before we do, Man, tell the listeners a little more about you, about Arc Homes, and, and maybe your focus right now, uh, you know, what you're up to. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. It's an honor to be here, and I appreciate your time as well. Yeah, so, you know, Arc Homes for Rent started uh, under a different company name in 2008. Um, I started at the on the heels of the global financial crisis, and, you know, we've been through a couple of different uh, variations of our of our firm, although we've always been very much focused on on housing and making housing affordable for for the masses, we've come a long way. You know, we, when we started, we were initially buying, repositioning, and selling homes throughout the country. Uh, as a matter of fact, in 2008, we were buying from California to Florida. Uh, you know, buying, repositioning, and selling, finding opportunities in the market. Uh, and it was in 2012 that uh, I decided that this was really going to become an alternative living option, meaning single-family homes as rentals uh, uh, versus multifamily being what's you know most widely known, at least at the time, as the only rental option. And so um, since 2012, we've been long-term holders and investors in the single-family asset class. Um, I think that we, to answer your question directly, what Arc Homes Rent is up to, we, we're doing a couple of really interesting things, uh, and this all started 
around 2015, we decided, you know, if we're going to rent homes, we want to make sure that it's the best possible living experience. So we're only going to rent newly built homes. That was one of the first things that we did. So today, if you look at our portfolio across 22 different uh, markets, um, it's all brand new homes. And, and I should clarify, it's townhouses and detached single family housing. The second thing that we decided was that we wanted to connect with our residents in such a way where it would not only be a transactional relationship, meaning you need a new home, you come to us, you rent it. And then, you know, at the end of a year, we say, do you want to renew or not? That didn't feel right to us. Um, and I think that what's, what's behind that is I like to connect with people. I like to understand, you know, what makes them tick and how I can help them. And so we decided that we were going to be the only um, new rental home company in America that was also going to offer preventative health and wellness options to our residents. And with that in mind, we created an app, which is called ARC Living. Uh, and if you're an ARC Homes for Rent uh, resident, you get the ARC Living app and it'll give you things in six functional areas of health and wellness, things such as mental health, movement, diagnostics, nutrition. So all these things that historically have been marketed uh, to the 1%, we said, no, we're going to make that available and affordable and accessible to the 99%. And we're going to start with our residents. And so that's what we've been up to in terms of you know how we set ourselves apart. A little bit about what the platform has done uh, in, in the last couple of years and what our plans are here into the future. The firm merged into a partnership about two and a half years ago with one of the world's leading real estate investors and operators. They happened to own a very large multifamily company as well. And we said, you know, let's bring multifamily and single family under one umbrella. Um, let's create a platform that gives our renters the ability to move between multifamily and single family. Just for our listeners, you may know that multifamily is predominantly you know, one and two bedrooms. Single family is typically three and four bedrooms. And so we said, hey, how great would it be to have one ecosystem where when people are moving out of multifamily because they, their families are growing or, or, or whatever the case may be, they're going to move right into our single family. And so that's part of what we've been up to uh, since the firm has grown. We've created synergies between multifamily and single family. We've grown um, close to 10,000 units today. Um, and into the future, into the near future, I should say, we expect that we're going to be in the kind of 20 to 30,000 unit range um, across uh, the Sunbelt markets, which is where we invest. So I'm sorry for the long answer, but I gave you a lot there. No, that's, that's a great background. I love the, uh, just the, the way you all looked at doing it different, right? You know, maybe the, most of your competitors or most people that had done it before you, uh, you know, and, and I love the, how you, it sounds like you all came into it very strategically, even with uh, a buy box, right? Of you know, you only wanted to only wanted newly built uh, units, right? Uh, and so I can imagine that helped in a number of fronts. Were you all building these as well, uh, or was it you know you're buying from developers? Uh, what was kind of that scenario to grow in that way? So our strategy um, bifurcates into two different areas. The first is what we call mini mini new bulk. So what we'll do is, as we have been doing for a long time, we'll go to builders, both public and private, and say, hey, we want to be your partner. At the end of a quarter, or when you're about to close out a community, 
those last 15 or 20 or 50 homes, we'll buy them, we'll rent them because we want our renters to feel like they're living in a community where they would own. Um, and so that's the first strategy. And that's what we call um, you know, mini bulk single family rentals, SFR. Uh, the second strategy is built to rent, which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, and, and that's essentially um, you know, horizontal multifamily. That is us developing or partnering with uh, our preferred builders to develop um, a full community just like you would find a multifamily with all of the amenities, clubhouse, gyms, pools, et cetera, um, except that they're all townhomes or, or detached single family homes. And so the answer is we do both. We buy new and we build new. Okay. No, that's interesting. It sounds like you all are, but uh, even in both of those scenarios, though, you are, you're finding developers that are, that you're partnering with in, in one form or fashion, it sounds like, or the first one, it's interesting, you know, you're saying, we'll, we'll buy those, that last 10, 15, 20% of your homes in a community you're building. That's got to be a relief to them, I, I would imagine, uh, you know, to take that last chunk uh, of a community that they're developing, but then maybe it's the second one in the build to rent where you're more so finding developers to partner with. Is that accurate? With slight modification. It's not developers that we partner with. It's the very same home builders that, you know, uh, anybody would be buying a brand new home from. We go to them and say, look, you're excellent builders. We are managers, visionaries, developers. We'd like to contract you to build this for us. And the reason that we do that is because we want to be good at what we're good at. We know that we can build if we want to, but if but because these builder partners um, have worked with us for such a long time, they're willing to build the product for us. Uh, and it, frankly, it works for them, um, you know, to, to be able to build out a community of, call it our average community is 200 homes, um, to do it in, in a way where it's efficient and they're not selling those off into the retail market, um, while of course having a nice margin, um, it works for everyone. Has this method, you know, you know, has it, how has it changed, I guess, over the years, but then even more specifically over the last right, two, three years? The single family rental asset class is still in many ways a nascent asset class. You know, I'm in it since 2008. I would say the majority of the large institutional capital started piling in around 2012, 2014. Yeah. Um, he, the change is as follows that there's still a huge deficit of affordable housing in America. And what we do is absolutely bridging that gap, is absolutely giving that affordable product, um, you know, delivering it, I should say. And so the big change is that you see a lot of players that are capital market participants who, you know, they get it, they bought into the thesis that we've bought into it for a long time, but they don't have the market depth or the boots on the ground or the operations. And so what's happening is, we're seeing a lot more competition for that land site or for those homes that we want to buy. But in reality, a lot of transactions aren't happening because people are trying to like, you know, put the Lego pieces together. And it takes a long time to build a shop that works like a machine like we've done. So that's, that's a big challenge that we're dealing with. Yeah. Do you plan to continue on the single family side or shift more to multifamily or continue both avenues? So our Homes for Rent is exclusively a single family home platform, and that's what it will always do. You know, uh, at, at the kind of sister company level, yeah, we do multifamily, and that that doesn't necessarily interfere with uh, our Homes for Rent. It's different company, different people, but we do focus very much so on the synergies between 
multifamily and single family, and and we continue to enjoy some of those benefits. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's awesome. That's uh, the infrastructure, like you said, <laughs> is not easy to develop, right? In almost any business, right? But 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 you know specifically and say that type of operation, single family, uh, that many. But I think it's nice though that you all are are buying. You know, when you're buying that last say 20 percent, uh, you know, of a builder's homes, you're still getting the economy of scale in one location, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, we 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 are. Uh, that's why you know, dissimilar to, uh, and I'm not being critical at all because very smart people and friendly competitors in the space, but most of our competitors, they are still buying uh, off of the MLS or through other sources, um, what's referred to as scattered housing. Yeah. And, and I think it's a fantastic model and there's a great need for it. But from our perspective, because we're not looking to be you know, 100,000 homes, we felt that it's a lot more manageable when you can cluster, you know, 15, 20, 50 units at a time, because you start, not only do you get efficiencies as you've correctly pointed out, but you also start to create like these mini communities. We, we brand our product heavily. We talk to our residents. We, we've created an app for them, as I mentioned, and we want them to like know each other and work together. Are you all self-managing as well? I assume so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We manage everything in-house. We're, we're vertically integrated across the board. When did you all bring management in-house or has that been from the beginning? Ah, great question. Um, that um, has not always been. So when I started the firm, we were third-party managing. That lasted for about a year. Um, and, and I concluded that if we were going to really grow in this space, we were going to have to go through the pain ourselves and, and figure it out. Um, Regrettably, a lot of the third-party managers that came into the space early on, they were multifamily managers trying to figure out single family. Mm-hmm. And it's um it, it's oil and vinegar. They just they are so different. So yeah, we 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 have had to do everything in-house. There's probably not, I mean, and of course, I mean, we don't do single family, so clarify here, but uh, there's probably not a ton of say, uh, you know, single family third-party management companies who could even come in and manage somebody at your all scale right? Uh, at that size? You know, th- there there are. There are third-party firms now that are managing larger scale, but I will always argue that we are going to be able to eke out more economics um, when we do it ourselves versus when you third-party them. Yeah, yeah. Speak to um, just the way you've scaled, right? Uh, the, way, the way ARC has grown, uh, you know, you mentioned, I mean, I think you've mentioned a couple of things already that's probably helped you all to do that, even the, just how tactful you all were about the new homes and partnering, you know, with the builder or or buying, you know, the way you bought in bulk that way. And even even caring about your residents in a way that I think is is uh, much, just much more in depth than the majority. Right. Uh, and probably anywhere your tenants have ever lived before. Uh, you know, they're you're they're probably seeing such a big difference uh, in that way, uh, and I and I could see them even in that aspect. You know, if they are growing out of that, say that multifamily apartment, like you're talking about, them wanting to stay with you all and come to one of your homes. You know, um, but what are some other ways that you all that you scaled that you've grown? You know, uh, maybe some key things that have helped you either personally or you know in the business overall. We have focused a lot, especially in the last three years, where we've had our uh, the most scale that we've had since inception, we focused a lot on people, process, and technology. Um, I would, if I had to weight those, I would say it's 75% people, uh, and, and then the rest are the other two. 
I made a lot of mistakes early on uh, in terms of, you know, whether it was a team or certain technology or, or processes even. And I will say that when, when, when we finally got it right and became, um, you know, an A-plus team uh, with people that really care and are really aligned, um, but most importantly, people that care most about our customers. Because, you know, there's a lot of great transactional people out there. and There's a lot of great operators out there. But the minute we started putting that customer first is when scale really started to jive for us. Um, and so, you know, in summary, I would say it's all about the people you have internally. And it's all about how you care about your people externally. How I love that. The people process and tech. I want to dive in here just for a minute or two. Uh, you know, who were your, say, first key hires? Uh, or, or even if you thought back, you know, as uh, man, I should have hired this person, you know, or should have been one of my first five hires, or maybe, maybe even now, from what you know, maybe a better question is, who would be your first five five hires now if you had to start over? You know, I I think that in this business, which is so heavily dependent on 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 operations being right, because it's you know it's it's scattered. No matter how you look at it, it's not one building in one place. I think that the head of property management, your head of operations, those are two critical roles. Mm -hmm. um, I think followed by um, your head of asset management, which, you know, which is essentially the person that's constantly reviewing the business plan for a set of properties or all properties and make sure that, you know, you have to move rents or your expenses are too high or they're too low or whatever the case may be. Um, those are three critical roles. And then I would say that your accounting and finance right after that, because if you can't report clearly to capital markets, to investors, to partners, you know, you're um, out of luck. Yeah, no, that's yeah, operations and finance, right? That's, that's where some of your biggest decisions have to come from, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll share just anecdotally. I was having a conversation with our COO earlier today. Um, and he asked me a question that he had, he had not asked me in a long time. He said, today, what do you think the two most important areas are for you to be spending your time on? And I said, for me, I said, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm the founder of the chairman. I got I to gotta look at everything. He said, no, no. But what do you think are the two most important areas? And I said, well, I said, if we don't have deals and we don't have capital, we don't have a business. So for me personally, that's where I need to be spending my time. But for the business to work, if you don't have operations, if you don't have a COO, that can keep it all together, you know, or accounting or finance, you're done. So I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great answer. I, I even love his question to you. And I think we should uh, all ask ourselves that question often as founders, whatever, as leadership in the organization, we should be asking each other that, right? And just to continue to gain clarity uh, on the most important things we should be focused on. It's easy to get shiny object syndrome in so many different ways, right? Not just where you're right. investing, but our time. I mean, just my time all the time. I'm having to trying to teach my boys that, right? It's, like, it's so easy to be distracted. Uh, let's think about what we're focused on. What is the goal? And uh, so, all right. So, you know, then you said 25% uh, on process and tech. Uh, any tips around process and tech? And I feel like in, internally for us, we're always assessing tech and what could do it better for us or, you know, those things. But, and the, but even the process as well, it's like, how should we be documenting these processes? So the next person knows exactly how to do this or, you know, maybe some tips behind how you ha have done that well. Or even if you had to start over today, 
what, you know, I would, man, you would do these things to create the processes or use these pieces of tech. What would that be? Well, look, I'll, I'll share just on a personal note, question that I asked myself a year and a half ago when I realized that we needed to invest a lot more into technology and to process because they're very much, you know, interrelated um, was as follows. There was, there was, there was cash flow there. Then I said, is this cash that I need and that I, that I need for something specific personally, or is my business going to be better served if I improve the technology using the same cash? So I like to tell my team, if you can continue finding holes in your business, either with process or technology that you can be investing in, don't put that money in your pocket. Keep investing because it's going to pay you in multiples. Um, so that's just kind of starting from a philosophical standpoint. There aren't a lot of models to follow. And so when you think about tech and process, yes, you can look at the top REITs in our space and say, yeah, well, what have they done? Well, you know, one firm spent 30 million bucks putting together a CRM system that they ended up scratching two years later. Well, we can't do that. We're entrepreneurial. So we, we basically started with a big easel board, drew out the ideal, and then went to a bunch of vendors and said, if you can create 50% of this, you got it. This, this is your deal. Millions of dollars later, we are still not there but we are a heck of a lot closer than we were um, before. And, and frankly, it feels really great to have put, have invested that capital um, into technology because I know that that's ultimately going to make my team feel better. I know that it's going to make us more efficient. Our stakeholders are going to be happier and our customers are going to get better service from us. Yeah, no, awesome. Uh, what would that be? Now, what would be your most important piece of tech right now? Um, I think our CRM system, our customer relationship management system, is probably the most important in first place, followed by our app. Our app, um, which is proprietary, um, that is, that's our face with our customers, with our renters. Everything that they do from a maintenance request to offering them you know, deals on local restaurants to discounted groceries, we do everything through that. That's our brand. And so we need to make sure that that thing flies 24 seven perfectly. Love that. Yeah. Can I ask what CRM you all use? Salesforce. Yeah, that's a beast in itself. Uh, did did you all hire a third party team to help you all implement Salesforce? Um, <laughs> we we did. We hired a third party team. We hired an internal team to work with a third party team. A host of years, I continue to work on it. Yeah, it is. It beast. That's work. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No doubt about it. Well, it's, this is a, I appreciate the, the context there as, as well, Jordan, and just, man, uh, some of the path to getting to where you're at now, the focus on people, processes, and tech, uh, no doubt about it, man, it, it's so important. Uh, and I, I love how people is the number one thing, because I, I could not agree more. Uh, this is a great place to end this segment, though, before we, we're going to do another segment with Jordan uh, tomorrow. So I want the listeners to know, hey, I, we're, stick around. We're going to hear more about Jordan's success and, and some tips uh, of just scaling and growing and how he has done this. Uh, Jordan, uh, how can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? Awesome. So my email is Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, at T as in Thomas, I as in India, M as in Mary, G as in George, M as in Mary, T as in Thomas.com. Jordan at T-I-M-G-M-T.com. 
Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.